<laughs> well, a Zen riddle to be an accurate Zen riddle has to be given at the right moment to the right person. It's not something to toy around with. It is a very deep, uh, sacred instrument for learning. And the, the problem that, that happened within the Zen tradition is that uh, these koans began to be given conventionally by rote. And, uh, and they began to write books in which they put them in a certain order and you got the first one and then the second one and all of that. And then once it, it, it was organized in that rational form, it lost its power. And so the, the schools that have used those koans have now degraded to a very low level. And, uh, and many of them have returned to the shikantaza, the, the just sitting and going into the silence. But the one purpose of the, the koans is to create a, a situation that is so paradoxical that the rational mind just eventually has to give up. It can't do nothing with it. Okay? The most famous one, of course, is what is the sound of one hand clapping, right? This we know, two hands clapping, but what's the sound of one hand clapping? Okay? Well, everything in the world is two hands clapping, duality. This is non-duality. This is dvaita, this is advaita. How do you go from a world of duality in which every sound and every event is a matter of one thing striking another, just as light rays are striking your retina right now? Two things are clapping together. To make sounds with the, with the voice, the vocal cords are clapping together, and the, the, the wind, the breath has to hit them. Again, there's always duality in every event. And yet underneath, underpinning the whole duality is non-duality. How do we get to the non-duality? How do we transcend the rational mind that sees everything in terms of pairs of opposites? Yes and no, black and white, this and that. How do we get to that point? And it can only be done through such a realization that shakes that mind and makes it realize, it realize its impotence to solve a particular problem. But nowadays, I would say we have that in science. Gödel's proof in mathematics is a Zen koan. Gödel proved that mathematics is either inconsistent or incomplete. Okay, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle is a Zen koan. It proves you cannot know where an electron is located. Or, or, or else, if you know where it is, you can't know how fast it's going and in what direction. There's a limit to our knowledge. Our rational minds cannot know aspects of reality. And the more we try to know, the more the reality changes before our very eyes. Uh, the the, the two-slit experiment that is done in physics, that one uh, beam of light, one, one photon, which is an apparent particle, can somehow go through two slits simultaneously. How is that possible? It's a Zen koan, but it's a Zen koan that reality itself presents. God is the Zen master who is forcing us to realize that reality is not what our rational minds think it is, and we cannot make sense of it at that level. So we no longer need Zen koans. Life is a Zen koan. Okay? And, and you'll be presented every day with experiences that do not make sense within the logical framework of what you believe is reality. And we just have to pay attention to that. So it's not, there's no need for me to artificially create a koan for you. But sometimes that is part of the, the work I do in the sessions with people. 
a certain kind of interpretation that is given to a dream or to a phenomenon that occurs in your life can act as a koan that creates a kind of paradox that forces you to go beyond the rational mind and enter into Advaita.